going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Kane. If your footwear is out of date, head to runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com. That's runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com, where they're committed to bringing the latest brands and quality shoes from Nike, Adidas, Puma, and the Jordan brand. Again, that's runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com. What's going on, everybody? You know who it is. It's After Hours Live from the Man Cave. This is your host, Tay Wiggs, along with my co-host. This is Mark Senior. And first and foremost, um, topics right now today is we're going to go right into the Rookie of the Year showdown. So right now, the Callis is right now looking like it might be Luke, not Luka Doncic, but uh, Zion Williamson and John Morant as the top two rookies for Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Is it fair? Is it fair to have Zion in the conversation for Rookie of the Year? Is it because uh, John Morant did. Day one. It's kind of hard to say. I mean, it's very similar to, um, you know, like when uh, Michael, uh, Michael Brogner won it that one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and everybody felt like Embiid should have won it. German is best. Right. But he, uh, you know, Embiid didn't play that. You know, he didn't play all the season. It's very similar to, you know, Zion with John Morant. Uh, and, and my opinion on it is if the Memphis Grizzlies hold tight, keep the AC. It should be like unanimous. It should go to John Morant. Now, if for whatever reason the Pelicans can take that AC from him, I think then you got like a real. Then you might have to consider making Zion a rookie of the year or doing it. You know the uh, oh, with the, the Grand Hill, yeah, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. I would love to see that. All right. And two, what I take from it, you know is like watching these two guys play. I'm watching John Morant to go out there with the best on the block that carry game when it's shot. He got some of the best missed no-call dunks ever seen taking kid, people's heads off. <laughs> Young kid has a ceiling, just grinding out. He always how small he is. Same thing I said about Zion Edwards, about how, how big he is by his weight size. Let's be, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not about the weight size and how strong you are. You're, you only got one job. Can you put the ball into the cup? Because if you can do that, team wins. Now, you're looking at the races, the playoff races. The Memphis Grizzlies got one of the easiest schedules left going down the stretch. As I said, as of today, I believe it's probably about 19 to 18 games left for the, the Memphis Grizzlies to claim that spot. And I thought another team was going to be round two for a minute. They were back to the Pelicans. The Pelicans, can they do it? I don't see them doing it because right now they're missing the key piece from their team, which is J.J. Reddit, another guy that can give them that knockdown three. So, you know, he's been on the lineup for almost, what, almost a week now? They say he might miss another one or two weeks again. So you're talking wow. about you going down a key stretch without a, without a veteran guy. J.J. Reddit been in the playoffs every year since he's been in the playoffs. So you're talking about you losing the blue guy that can get this team riled up and get them going. You don't have that knockdown person out there for you. I mean, yes, Lonzo Ball has stepped it up. Doing his thing, still no, you really see no Jason Hart right now. I think he's hurt. So you're missing a couple of guys out there that can get the Pelicans over the stretch. But Zion Williams is coming his own, um, coming in his own zone, trying to get that rookie of the year. And the way he's just bodying people out the way, Marcus from Anthony Davis, <laughs> guy, man, he's, he's too strong. Now once once he once he get a little bit more games on his feet, you can tell he's getting there. He's getting there. 
It, it's mm-hmm. something scary. He's he's he 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 is the next big thing. Yep, I definitely agree with that. You know, uh, LeBron pretty much said that you know the the, the league is on belong. You know, Zion, John Morant, uh, Giannis, right? So everybody see it. Uh, you know, we were, I was a little skeptical at first, you know, ma- mainly because he was just, you know, out of shape. Um, now he's getting in shape. And I really thought he wasn't going to be able to do people like how he was doing them at Duke. But he's doing these grown men very similar to he was doing them college students. So. Grown men. Grown men. He just a load down there. He, somebody said he was like uh, Charles Barkley 2.0. And I think I agree with that. Right, because you saw you just moving guys out of the way. I mean, ain't but so much you could do with that. Double team. Do it if you want because if he go, he has like he might got the one the the quickest response back off of off a miss. Uh, he can definitely get back up on the second chance of a of a miss shot with no problem. I cannot question the young man's um ups he got. I mean, you don't teach bounce like that. That's just something you just have, ain't you? The genetics that he has, um, right? That's <laughs> uh, the hardest part, you know. Look at that John Morant, hey man. This is a these guys ain't not even old enough to drink yet, but these guys. <laughs> But these guys on a nightly basis are carrying their teams. I'm looking at I'm looking at John Moran. I'm looking like, yo, dude will be a force to be record with too, because I'm looking at him, at his little his, at his body size. AI was that same type of build. To be honest with you, when he first came to me, he was that same type of build. Yeah. All John Moran, all John Moran can just put on 10 to 15, just 10 pounds or more muscle. He's he's lethal. Not only is lethal, he played defense. He can shoot the ball and he can take you to the cup. Not only take you to the cup, he he can dunk him. And mm-hmm. what I like about him, he's coachable. Him and Zion, you can tell they're very coachable because him and Zion always put their team first. You know, all these guys, all my teammates, just just we won't reach this level. So you got you already got younger guys or young teenagers because they are nineteen. You got younger teenagers like that that is, that's being very molded around it with a, with a group of older men. And the older men is Ryan Mayway. I mean, it's some of this hospital guys. And the question is, Marcus, who will win the rookie of the year? We haven't seen a coach since '95. Hmm. I think I'm, I'm gonna stick with Ja Morant. Um, you going with you going with Ja? Yeah, he just got his his body of work is just too too long. He's been doing it since day one. He got uh, you know, there's this Memphis team that nobody had in the playoffs in the playoffs in the West. You know, he's leading our rookies in points, assists, you know, like we said, because Zion missed a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But even if Zion had played the whole season, I think he would still be second in points, first in assists. And then you would have Zion first in points and probably first in rebounds or something like that. But it, just the fact that he is about to take this team to the playoffs, because I really don't see them losing the spot. Um, you know, there's a couple other teams, you know, we will probably talk about later. That's fighting for the same A spot, but I don't think I just think they uh the, the rookies on that because most of those guys on that team is young. I think they got the confidence now that they're going they're not giving up the AC. And J- Ja definitely ain't. He want all the smoke. Yeah, Ja want all the smoke. Like I like him too because he's a trash talker. He don't back down for nobody. And like you said, I'm supposed to be scared of you. We playing basketball. He's like we playing basketball, bro. In that same language. Like I'm not supposed to be scared of you because we playing basketball. Um. Moving right along, me. I'm going. I'm thinking I'm gonna go with John Moran on that too. Long as you keep that AC right there, and maybe they got a dark horse too for Coach of the Year. The Memphis Grizzlies coach is not getting enough credit. Mm-mm. Not not enough credit. This team is young, young, just like the Pelicans. This this is what I like about the NBA because you know anyone anyone can come make the playoffs. 
But you look at the Yellowton and the Memphis Grizzlies, Marcus, the grindhouse is back. <laughs> now, they, now they know with Tony Allen, Zebo, and all them guys, even the young Rudy Gay when he was younger, what they had to do to make the playoffs with Marcus All. It's a grind. It's a grind. So with that, we're going to move along. We're going to talk about the game that was on last night. The duel that everybody was waiting for, the epic duel between Luka Doncic and Zion Williams. Marcus, what you thought? Was it was it like an A-plus game for, that you've seen? Was it one of the best, highly anticipated games of the year so far leading up to that point? Uh, I definitely think it was the best, um, like, game full of that had two young superstars or potential mm-hmm. superstars. You know, it was close all the way through. Um, you know, Doncic, you know, you know, he had a thumb injury. He was kind of hurt, so he was kind of limited. So I, I don't know, you know, if we saw his full, like his his best game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good game, and I thought one of the, the sleepers in that game was Brandon Ingram. Uh, I think he – he is kind of get he get kind of gets overlooked in the in the young guy um, mm-hmm. discussion, uh, and as well as Porzingis, like the you know those two guys are they're not the headliners on their teams. You know it's Luca mm-hmm. and Zion, but I think both of them had a one games yesterday. Well, when you talk about Brandon Ingram, you know Jalen Rose coming coming on Iceberg Slim. <laughs> I call me the nickname. I am calling him. And I'm claiming it. If anybody take this coming for you, Brandon Ingram name is the it's the long it's the big sleep. Is he always looking sleepy? <laughs> he do. <laughs> when sleepy out there, I mean, you know, I know a lot of people ain't old enough to remember Sleepy Floyd to play for Houston Rockets, number twenty one, strapaholic, come and give you come and give you a quick ten and fifteen points with no no problem. So guess what? This is our modern day version of Sleepy Floyd. When you look at Brandon Ingram, real slender, got the same build as Kevin Durant. The guy is agile. Agile. He can move around the court and get to his get to his spot. You could tell he was coming that last year he played in LA, lead up to that trade. You could tell he was coming into his own real slow. But right now he woke, like you said, first time all-star just like Luca. Looking at these younger guys. This is becoming a young man's lead. Piggyback what you saying, like LeBron I'm saying. This is becoming a young man's lead. And you're looking at what these guys can do with some of the look at what some the things that some of these veterans can can't do, but look at what these things that younger guys can do. These younger guys are speed, speedy. They blow right past the older guys looking like, you can't even call it double team or triple team because you do that. These younger guys can shoot better. This generation probably has a better, has a better three-point shot. Their range is deeper. They have no fear. So I'm looking at Brandon Ingram, the big sleep, and he walk around with the big freeze box and Zion Williamson. Man, if they keep that nucleus together, especially Lonzo Ball coming to his own hit in threes, Marcus, this team is set up right now. They could get, I'm not going to say they can make a title run, but if they get another piece or two, this team can go deep in the playoffs starting next season. I think they're going to miss the playoffs this year by two and a half games. We're going to come back and bite them because I think they played Memphis again. Yep. So that could be a tell-all tell game right there as well. But Luka Doncic with the thumb, you know, he said he hurt his thumb again. So far, I'm looking like he's been kind of injury prone thus far in his second season. Just little nagging injuries. Um, like I said, he got 40 triple doubles. Right now, he's already in the top 10 already in triple doubles. <laughs> wow. Already. Already. So before it before might be done, he may be number one. He may pass up Russell Westbrook. And the reason I'm saying Luka Doncic is because his, his triple doubles, Russell Westbrook worked hard for his triple double. <laughs> he do. He, Mr. Energizer Bunny. 
these everywhere. Luca, you might you really get if you look at Luca's stats, his stats is pretty much just having a triple dunk. Probably might he might be off he might his rebound would be like nine point nine point I want to say nine point five nine point six. You run it that's a that's a that's a triple that's a that's a, that's, that's ten. Um, very fluid. He's not he's not the quickest. He's not the most athletic. But I'll tell you one thing for damn sure. His name is Bucket. Give you a bucket. But the whole thing is Christoph Porzingis is another X factor for them. You know they had another injury that went for them. Dwight Powell as well. They lost him for the year. This team. This another team. This team. The Dallas Mavericks team may shock somebody to get out that first round of the playoffs because one thing I know when they get, when the Mavericks team make the playoffs, that building is rocking. Um, Luka Doncic is is like he's a generational player too. Don't them guys don't come around that often, just like a Zion and all these other. Just pretty much any guy that's a superstar. I know it sounds like a cliche, but right now, Marcus, if you had a franchise and they said you get to choose three players, you got to choose one of the three players right now to start your franchise with for this, who would you go with? One being Luka, two being Zion, three being John Murray. Got to pick one. Only one. Man, that's tough. Uh, I mean, if I would have to go with Luka. Um, mm-hmm. I personally, you know, just as like a fan, enjoy watching John Morant more than more than both of those guys. Mm-hmm. But I think Luca, like you, like we just was talking about, how, how you get triple doubles and you like how you get a triple. The game come too easy for him, and I think he more well rounded. He further along than both of them because you know he's been playing professional since I don't know since when. Was, since he was like sixteen. Right. So I'm gonna go with him if I had to start a franchise today. He he would be the guy. I think I probably say the same thing. Uh, with him, with Luca, like I said, I probably started with him because he's coachable. They all three of these guys are very coachable. But you look at the foreseeable future, Luca might be one of the guys that man, dang man, this dude got five championship rings, and it might be all said and done. I believe somewhere in the future, I believe Zion and John Morant will team up in the same team again. Don't know what team they're gonna play for. <laughs> it, you never know. Maybe the Hornets because they both they both from, from South Carolina. You never know. That's that's considered their home team. But at the end of the day, these are some great choices. These are some uh, some fantastic guys to watch and fabulous guys to run to have in your organization. So with that being said, I'll probably go with Luka Doncic. Like I said, he already he's already a difference maker when he's on the on the floor. When he sit down on the bench, the team don't score that many points. He just put a team in the right position to 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 win games. And the game we seen last night with those two Zion and Luka battling, man, it's all what you wanted. Like I mean, I'm looking like. Front shots, Zion going to the hole, moving Max Cleveland out the way. That's a six foot ten power forward center that Zion was move out the way like a bag of toilet paper. Like easy. <laughs> uh, another bump. And he flew out the screen. There's nothing like when you got people like Anthony Davis and, and and the other big man around the league don't want no Rudy Gobert. Them guys is moving out the way. They ain't not trying to get hit with that shoulder. And, and, and the crazy thing is, I'm trying to, I'm, you know, thing I'm seeing that people are saying Zion was fat. I, I was fortunate enough to see Zion play firsthand when I was doing the ACC tournament. Yep. Mm-hmm. On, on the court. I stood, I, I'm keep saying, I stood next to him. I'm looking like, this dude, this dude is nowhere close to him. He's muscular. He, like, when you, I, this dude was not even fat. Like, fat is when you got love handles. You look sloppy, your, your, your muscles look all fabby. Now Zion, country, country born and bred guy. That's what, and he can't help it that the way God designed him. 
I know one thing that he's impactful. He's on that floor. Mm-hmm. What else you got on tap for us, Marcus? So, uh, you know, since we you know, we just talked about, you know, I think uh, what Dallas is seventh in the West, mm-hmm. and, and then you know the Pelicans is what ninth or tenth. You know, I know they've been falling down. Uh, Memphis is eighth. Then we got the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, they're ninth. Um, and then uh, Sacramento may be in there. So who, do you, like, you know, I know I just said Memphis, I think they can hold on to the A spot. Do you think it's a team that can take the AC from Memphis? You think uh, the Pelicans can, you know, Baby Dame and the Trailblazers, uh, you know, Swiper Fox. Is there a scenario where Memphis is not the AC? Wow, it's a tough one because I'm looking at the eighth, eight through thirteen. Well, AC, I'm not really worried about. I'm looking at from nine through thirteen. So each, so all these games separated by two games or a half a game. You're looking at Portland since Damian Lillard got injured the night the night before All Star break with the growing injury. The Portland Trailblazers built like the the, the ride at Cedar Point, the millennial force. They went up. They had their stock was up. And it's coming all the way down. <laughs> I mean, you got the Portland Trailblazers team who was right there. Like they was, they was the fifth seed at one point in time when Damian mm-hmm. Lillard Dam- before the pre-injured Damian Lillard. Do you look at that now? Ever since he got injured, you're gonna be back for what? This is first game back he played last night, and they won. And you're looking like they got a lot of homework, a lot of groundwork to do, and homework as well too. Because I thought due to the Damian Lillard injury, I thought I was gonna see more CJ McCullough be more of a scorer. I didn't get that. I'm getting more scoring from Gary Trent Jr. and guys like that. You know, Hassan Whiteside holding his hand. Well, I thought this would be where the part where Melo become Melo man. There should have been some games where Melo should have been scoring 20, 25 plus to seal the victory for these guys. And they they got some they got some terrible losses on their hand. And, you know, some of the games they've been losing, but I'm like, yeah, they've been losing by five or six points. You know, right, close ones here and there. Close games. Now since Damian Luther came back, can this team make a run for the playoffs? Yes. But like I said before, the Memphis Grizzlies got the second or third easiest schedule left remaining in the NBA. And like you said, Marcus, these this, these young guys are not letting up. They looking like, man, we can spell the playoffs. You talk about the Memphis Grizzlies going back to the playoffs since the starting lineup of Tony Allen, <laughs> the Mike Conley Jr., Zebo, Marcus Saul. Man, so you're looking Ain't- at where – this team and is, two of they uh two of their young guys is hurt. You know, Jared Jackson, Brandon Clark, they not even yeah. haven't even been in the lineup recently. Right. So and they and they doing it by next man up, next committee, next man up. And that's how they treating it. And like I said before, early in this in this pod, that the Memphis Grizzlies coaches is, is is going. They ain't even talking about that. It's sweeping in the rug. It's quiet. He's not even getting mentioned for coach of the year. There's a lot of coaches out there that's doing some things that's, that's not even getting no mention. But everything is just going under wraps because they win it. And I feel like it's, I mean, I'm going to get to something else I'm going to talk about, too, about that, too, Marcus. Uh, can Portland make it? Say Portland missed the playoffs this year, and I think they may miss the playoffs by a half a game. I have. One, it's going to come down to that last night, that last night of the NBA, of the NBA regular season. Hot, this is a hot topic button right here. If the Portland Trailblazers lose, do Melo stay or do the coach get fired? Um, I think Dame has been behind uh, their head coach so strong that they wouldn't do that unless they want to upset Dame. So I I, I think he stays, but 
I think they will have um, personnel changes. Um, I don't know if, you know, that lethal backcourt will stay intact of CJ and Dane. Um, you got Joseph Nurkic. I don't, you know, I don't know what happens with him. He's been injury prone. Uh, he only had, you know, one solid, I would say, season with them, and then he only played with them halfway from the trade deadline on. And since then, he ain't been able to stay on the court. So I, I think that we, we see a lot of changes in their roster if they they don't make it. Mm, I may I'm, I, I may agree with you with both. I think Melo may leave. Melo said he, so this is the whole thing. So Melo said he wanted to retire as a Portland Trailblazer, right? We know if you play for a team, at least to get a, at least to get a, a retirement jersey. We I know you got at least play for a team. He's about four to five years to get some continuity. Melo came middle of the sure. season. He hasn't done anything foreseeable to have his jersey hanging in the Raptors over in Portland. Maybe New York. We can see that. Maybe Denver. I thought Denver would be a nice, cool place to have his jersey retired. But the way he left, probably Denver, he probably won't get retired. Um, I think it would be cool with that. But Terry Scott, I think he stays. I think the Damian, Damian Litter and CJ McCullough era is coming to an end probably this offseason just because, I'm, like you said, Marcus, he's becoming injury prone too. He's not he's not standing on his, his end of the bargain either. So look at the Portland Trailblazers. There's a lot is going on. For them, they have to, the Portland Trailblazers right now because the West is so deep and it's so impactful that they would have to go on a five-six game winning streak just to make up ground. If they do that, just say if Memphis dropped in their next two but going to three game in the street, they only be tied for eighth place. That's crazy. Then you, like I said, then you talking about where if it's eighteen some games out from each ball club, one ball club may have one more than another. But you talk about going to five or six game winning street, that means Portland and the West they still got to play LA, the Clippers, the Utah Jazz, the Dallas Mavericks, not not to mention the small ball Houston Rockets that is actually working for them. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna it's gonna be a ladder. It's gonna be an uphill battle for them to climb that ladder to even to get close to where they want to be. Because you don't know which Portland Trailblazers team you're gonna get. You don't know they're gonna be hot or they're gonna be cold or they're gonna be meh. You don't know. Um, they've been too up and down. They haven't showed any consistency, especially without, not without Dane. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, when Dane was playing, you know, the, as a team overall, they weren't consistent, but he was consistent enough to make up for everything. And now that he hurt, you know, they just, like you said, they up and down. And up and down can make you miss the playoffs by half a game. <laughs> like you said, it, it, could be, it could be that close. Now, I want to talk about this team right here, going back to the East. Now, we're looking at historic runs in the NBA with NBA records. You see where I'm going with this one. The Milwaukee Bucks do not get no mentions about breaking this 72 and 10 Bulls record. No mentions. I'm trying really to see. close. Really close. I'm looking at their record. Like, I'm looking at Giannis the other night he had against the Pacers. I wasn't, yeah, 40 and 20. 40 points and 20 rebounds. They got like three, four blocks too as well. And James Harden had a comment where he was, he was seven feet. He's rubbing down the court. They could hit a little beef going on. But James Harden, it's the way Giannis is doing it. He's not only around the court dunking on people. He can shoot the jumper now. He can, he can get a little faith in his jumper. He's not all the way there, but it's enough to make him come out there and respect him, especially mm-hmm. on the three-point side, too. Not only he's not he's not dunking on he's like you know, he's running down and just, just lobbing on people. He's actually in play mode. And a, a player like Giannis, once he put his head down to go downhill, you're not going to stop him, man. It's either you get dunked on or you get, or you get dunked on. <laughs> 
How, how many players really standing there for him taking the charge? None. 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 When I look at the Milwaukee Bucks, man, they got guys understand them on winning the games. Wesley Matthews, Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, you get both the Lopez brothers. You got mm-hmm. a Marvin, a Marvin Williams. Uh, you're looking at all these guys. Uh, uh, Eric Bledsoe. I mean, they're doing this by committee. How they doing their team? They fifty three and nine, Marcus. Fifty three and nine. We know we know you don't win champions in the regular season, but this team clinched the playoff spot last week. True. Like they're the they, only one with that little asterisk. If y'all if y'all look at the stats, both conferences, there's only one team with an asterisk that said clinched the playoffs, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> and you and you I'm looking at the Milwaukee Bucks, Eric Blasso, you got Pat Connaughton, Dante Gibson, you got George Hill. Like I said, you got both the Lopez brothers, and you got Chris Middleton. So you're looking at guys who who can go deep in the playoffs. And and Kobe told him what his mission was to tell him to get an MVP, which he does. And we can talk about the MVP conversations come up again, Marcus, with this Milwaukee Bucks team. When you look at the MVP race, did it change? The person dropped down. I know one dropped down on mine, to be honest with you. Um, where does where does the MVP that I go for you? Marcus? It's the same. No, no, I took Dane dropped out because he got hurt. He was in it before for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think Giannis is having another MVP year. Mm-hmm. But but I am far more impressed by King James leading the league in assists in the 17th season at 35 years old while still averaging 20-plus points. And they're the first team in the West. So he's he's number one on the list for me. He's the he is who I would give the MVP to. Um, mm-hmm. I would have Giannis second, uh, and then for you know for third place, it's a it's a toss up for me. Um, I, I want to say, man, yeah, I don't know who's third on the ballot. I, it is it, it was Dane. I can't put him up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm just going down the teams. The Clippers, you know. Kawhi and Paul George, they haven't played enough. And then there's nobody else on their team, I would say, is an MVP. Um, Toronto, you know, they second in the East. They just kind of a collective. Okay, so I'm going um, to say, you know, this is going to be a surprise. I'm going to toss Jason Tatum's name in there. I'm going to say he is going to be third on my MVP race for you this week. with JT? Yep. All right. I like that Jason Tatum there. They've been scorching here since he had that 41-point game performance in L.A. He's been wearing that purple purple elbow band like Kobe's been wearing now for the last four or five games. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't argue that. I think my top two would be, like you said, now because it comes to the nitty-gritty, I know the record is 53-9 with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. My, I think I'm going to drop Giannis to number two because it's the Eastern Conference at the same time, but Realistically, you look at the schedule. Everybody in the league plays everybody. In the East, you play everybody. In the East, you play four times. Everybody in the West, you play. Two. But you still get the same record. You play everybody play the same team no matter what. Same the same number of times. Um, number three, number three, Marcus. Remember I told you I had like Luca number three. No, number three, I am definitely going yep, yep, with. Yep. I'm going with Chris Paul. Okay, I like that. That's a definite surprise. But I, reason, I can't argue it. Can't argue it. Though. The reason I'm picking CP Marcus 
It's the West. The Houston Rockets tried to be funny and trade Chris Paul there and thought he was going to rock there. Little did they know that Chris Paul is a real floor general. This is like one. I think it's like the. I think this is like the, the seventh youngest team in the league. And Marcus, they're sitting in the sixth place right now, thirty-eight and twenty-four. Right? They seven and forty division on the road. This is what I like. I know people. They also you can take care of home. They like twenty and thirteen, but on the road there are eighteen wins and eleven losses. So when I'm looking at the young, the young OKC Thunder team with Chris Paul. Steven Adams getting more touches. Look, he grabbed look, his points. He averaged 11 points per game. He averaged nine rebounds. That is good. That's that's a key, that's a key to winning. Look at the young guys right, like right. Darius Baisley. Come off the bench, give you five points. I'm looking at Terrence Ferguson. So you got a lot of glue guys. But the kid has been catching catching my eye. I've been telling everybody lately. SGA. Who the Cavaliers I thought should have drafted instead of Colin Saxton. Hmm. See, I go back and forth on that one all the time. You know, and we talk about it like, yeah, I feel like Kyle should come off the bench. You know, SGA, he more of a point guard. He see the floor better. But, you know, Kyle, he, he had games where he come around. Like, these last couple weeks, he's been coming around. It, but SGA, they in the playoffs. He doing it on the night. He doing it and they winning in the West. In the West. And the West is tough. So that's why I picked Chris Paul to be – Number three, like I said, they 38 wins. I said with 24 losses. And that's what you want, a point guard, a true point guard, a real floor general who is teaching these young guys, put them in the right spot. Thought he was having a, a bright year. Nobody's not talking about him. It's going, like I said, it's going unnoticed in the league. A lot of stuff in the NBA go unnoticed because they're so worried about the Clippers and Lakers rivalry and the Milwaukee Bucks and what they're going to do. They are forgetting about that, that guy there. Number two, I still got Giannis right there. Number one, I got LeBron James. Did like you said, you no, know, the LeBron James haters out there. They listen. They listen to the show. But you gotta respect respect the body of work that he's doing. You're 17, 35, 30, 35 years old. Still averaging 20 some points per game. Like you said, Marcus, what's impressive? He's, he's still averaging. He's averaging 10 assists as a three. You're looking at your three man. That's a three guard. He just supposed to score and, and grab rebound most of the time. LeBron right, James right. does it all. LeBron James does it all. So. I'm a LeBron James fan. A lot of people say you're just being LeBron James uh, biased. I'm not being biased. You're not going to argue here with us. By the way, we got NBA League Pass, too. It's great. Um, you're not going to sit here and argue with us when we watching a game. If I ask you how many times you watch the Lakers play or this team play, you only tell me you only watch them when they come on ESPN. Okay. That means they only come on <laughs> okay. twice a week. Right. So, <laughs> we had the luxury to go on to NBA League Pass I can watch the game, condense down. We can still see the makes or miss, and I can still watch the game fully. So I can I can tell you what they doing right. I can tell you what they doing wrong. So that's, that's the reason. LeBron number one, Giannis number two, number three, CP. And like I said, Marcus at number four, I'm not gonna argue with you. I got Jason Tatum right there on the cusp. Him and Chris Paul pretty much right there. They can actually switch out. And the reason I just created Chris Paul that love because like I said, he's not six five, he's not six seven, six three. Point guard, and, and he's doing his like that too. He's oh, he's thirty five years old. You talking about Chris Paul, the young, the, the old pit bull? He takes no crap. He's gonna be at you. That's why like they feisty. For sure, they take they took on his mentality. Feisty. Hey, I ain't gonna, right, I'm not gonna forget about my man Dennis Schroeder over there, who may be a candidate for a uh, most improved player or or six man of the year. That's how that's how good the Thunder bench. Like 
They haven't lost anything. I think Chris Paul. I think the, I think the Thunder beat the Rockets already twice this year. And I'm like, hey, you got rid of me. This is this will happen when you get rid of me. That's what I like about him, Marcus. Um, the next thing we're gonna talk about that Marcus got on tap for us is what, Marcus? Uh, I think we we covered my, my top. Wait, well, there is one topic I want to talk about uh, that me and you haven't. You know, we didn't brief before the before the pod that mm-hmm. I had a chance to watch in depth yesterday when I got home. What's up with the New York Knicks? Like, oh, how you how, how you tell Spike Lee? He they can't. did bang me. <laughs> like, what's up with that? That that's one thing I seen that, and I just was confused. Like, wait, they told Spike he could. How you tell Spike he can't he can't uh, come through a, a certain door in the guard? Like, he might as well own the guard. Right. He so, should be a co-owner. Right. <laughs> right. So you told me Spike. They said Spike Lee be going through the same entrance, Marcus. For 28 years. That's almost more than my life. <laughs> right. 28 years. That's fighting right. me. Been exactly. Knicks fan. People will say, you, some people are like, do you feel Spike Lee pain? Some people say no. I say yes. Because the New York Knicks are the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> we are loyal to the coil with our team. Fortunately, I, I, I was in New York this past summer. I'm walking to New York, so you know people looking at me. I'm trying to figure out why people look at me crazy. You know, everybody in New York pretty much walk around with their Yankees hats on and whatever. I'm talking about Yankees hats on, whole bottle, snapbacks, strapbacks, whatever, Marcus, with full suits on. So, you know me, mm-hmm. I have your album. I'm not a Yankees fan, so everybody looked at me crazy because I had a New York Mets hat. I had this Subway Series hat on. I said, don't be do something different. Oh, wrong hat, buddy. Wrong town. <laughs> <laughs> this is how they feel. They, they straightforward. So, the next day, I ain't, I ain't put the hat on. I'm walking around. They love they New York Knicks. I was right there on Madison, right there at the Garden. When I walked in there in the stadium, just looking around, team shopping, whatnot, you get, you get like, yo, I walked into one of the greatest buildings, probably standing in the United States, like, look, Michael Jordan that came to her, Beyonce performed, whoever is an icon in this building. And I'm looking like, Spike Lee been going through doors for 28 years? Then you're going to tell him all of a sudden, hey, Spike, you can't come through here. Like, you can't, like you said, like he said, you can't call, can't send me an email. But he said, you sent him an email two days before to his, uh, his season ticket pass about to expire. And he said for the last <laughs> 10 seasons, for, for what, almost the last, what, 10, was it, tw- what, 20-some years, Marcus, the man been buying season tickets. He spent over $2 million, I mean, $10 million in season tickets. That's more than some of the players' contracts right now on the Knicks team. <laughs> it don't hey, make uh, no sense. Hey, hey, Spike, you come trade that Knicks jersey in for a Cavs jersey. Oh, and yeah, you we'll can take side, <laughs> Dan Gilbert let you walk through the door, park in the tunnel. Hell, he may let you park LeBron James on the spot. Right. It's yours, Spike. <laughs> it's yours, Spike. You want to come sit here courtside? It's all you. Like Spice said, he don't ask me to Jumbotron. What made this so crazy to me because ever since James Dolan took over for his father, that franchise been not on an incline, a decline. You let yes. Melo walk. You had a chance to sign LeBron James, but not once, but twice. But <laughs> no, three times. He struck out all three. You could have had LeBron with a Carmelo Anthony. Maybe a, whoever else would have went there with him. I, I'm not, like, I'm a basketball fan. It feels weird when I don't see these, when I don't see these three teams in the NBA playoffs. New York Knicks is one. 
the Chicago Bulls is two. Bulls back. And number and then my third one, I'm gonna say Sacramento Kings. Just because I like the atmosphere the Kings fans bring with the cowbells. It's kind of weird when you see certain franchises in the playoffs. But New York Knicks, you talk about one that this is the franchise. Okay, where you go in the world, travel. The first thing people do when they come from other countries, they go buy them a Knicks hat or a Yankees hat. And Jay Z made the Yankees hat more famous than Yankees. Um, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Like Spike Lee, don't go back, man. Anytime, anytime the, uh, uh, the owner you get former players arrested at the arena and stuff like that, you got no respect for them, man. No respect. These right. guys, these, these are the guys who make money for you. If you if you put a Yankees hat on, I mean a, a New York Knicks hat on, the first person you think with a Knicks hat on right now is gonna be Spike Lee. Spike Lee. And, and Spike Lee's at the game a lot, and John McEnroe. So you're looking at those. Those are the guys who you think of. Other than that, you don't really think of the Knicks. Like somebody told me the other day, can you name five New York Knicks players? Can you name five New York Knicks players right now currently on the roster? I think I can name like three. <laughs> Who you got? Yeah, R.J. Barrett. Uh, one. Let's see, R.J. Barrett, uh, Alfred Payton. That's two. Um, dang. Uh, is Dennis Smith Jr. still on the team? Smith Jr. still on the team. Oh, man. Um, they big man. I can't think of his name. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, Marky Morris ain't on their team no more. That would have been the other person, but I know he got. he's on the uh, Clippers. I think I can name five players. Let me see if we get this a crap. I'm going to go Julius Randle. Okay, uh, hey, that's one. Hodge Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Hodge uh, Gibson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Todd Gibson, Dennis Smith Jr., R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson. That's five guys right there. And they ain't talking about the Pemberger spot. <laughs> and New York Knicks got to do something clever, man. You can't get no guys there. If it was James, Do- like James Dolan, miss out on Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, how did you do that? You talk about, we know New York is known for drops, huh? They just went to they just went down the street. They didn't even go far. <laughs> they just said we went further the Knicks. So we know we're gonna go down the street. We we'll go to Biggie spot. Like I said, we know New York is known for dropping the ball every year for the, for the first of the year, January first. But nobody dropped the ball more than the than the Dolans did <laughs> within the last seven years. Like I said, we already already came. I said, look, the GM to be fired. I spoke that to an existence. Hey man, the proof is in the pudding. I never get what older people say the proof is in the pudding. I just know it tastes good. But right now, something <laughs> in New York is not good. Don't y'all gotta put the team up for sale. It's the same thing for the Cleveland Indians. The Dolans own that. Going going to baseball with that. When I'm looking at that market, the Dolans and on the Cleveland Indians. Hey, they do like yes, that's their cousins. So you look at the, them owning the Indians. Do you know the Cleveland Indians got the fifth lowest payroll in MLB? I think the Indians. Is, I want to say the Indians payroll is no more than $50 million. Come on. They've been cheap. They always been cheap. I was surprised they even extended my guy Lindor. I, I, I was thoroughly surprised. I thought for sure and he that's was going arbitrary to right there. Him. Right. The one year difference, what was he got? $27 million? If they if they start, if they go up to a rocky to a rocky start, he can still possibly leave. If Francis was I would love to stay clean. Man, look, back to Brink's truck again. Get that man his 10-year deal, 230-something million dollars. He deserved it. I'm tired of watching players going through a farm system and going through these G leagues and you raise them up. Not raise them up. You get them developed in the right way, and they leave and go play somewhere else and win three or four championships. And Francisco Lindor has championship S written all over him. Hmm. That's <laughs> now, before we leave, Marcus, this is the last one. We're going to wrap this up. 
Like I said, did the baseball thing. Had to do the baseball the way. The NFL. Tom Brady is a free agent. Does he stay or does he leave? I think he's going to stay. Um, there's nowhere for him to go, really. Uh, it's like uh, I compare Tom Brady to, like, uh, you know, like that that old couple that been married for, like, 30 or 40 years. They, like, in their 60s, oh, 70s. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know one of the, one of the uh, you know the married one of the couple wake up on on a on, when they turn seventy and say I want a divorce like that don't make sense just stick it out you know just retire with the Patriots you your greatest quarterback of all time just stick it out there's no point in leaving like he been, been he been here too long so I disagree with you on that one I think he's gonna okay. leave I oh, think he's gonna, gonna leave. leave I think he's gonna leave I think he's gonna leave and go play for either the Chargers. I don't say the Chargers. I think the Chargers already got they got their quarterback over there. Um, I think he might go to the Raiders. I've been saying that for the longer before TV say that. So why not go to play for the Raiders? They moved him from Las Vegas. I mean, they moved him from Oakland to Las Vegas. They got a new stadium, which is the Dome, state of the art. Why not go somewhere else and just have fun? Can you imagine? You know, put like this: Tom Brady already the most one of the most hated players. People like not during with his peers to the to fan bases across the NFL. Why not make the fans that much angrier and go play for the Raiders? If he had no winning. You talk about Tom Brady being hate. You talk about the black hole. Do you know how that's going to be like? They find a quarterback. They haven't had a quarterback since Rich Gannon, since the, since the fumble gate there. You know who's part of that team? The New England Patriots. Tom Brady got his first Super Bowl around that time. With the tuck rule. Why not go play for the team that booed you when you beat them because of the tuck rule and have them cheer for you? That's an ultimate villain move. I think that may come to existence. So you think they're going to just get rid of Derek Carr like they did Jamarcus Russell? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I, I, see, I see why they got to rid of um, Jamarcus Russell. He said he watched the film. They gave him a, a box full of blank um, VHS tapes. He said he watched them all. I think Derek Carr is something answer they're looking for. Why not? The Raiders got payroll. You got a nice young running back. You got, they got, they got, and their line is not the best line, but it's decent enough to – with Tom Brady can still maneuver around and get players the ball. They got a nucleus. I think that would be a good look for them. For him. They'd be close to home too. Vegas mm-hmm. to California, they ain't but a 30 minute flight, if that. True. That's very true. I don't know. I just know I, I can see why he will want it just don't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, why why I mean they they run their division every year. Yeah. Um, but like I said in a previous pot, I don't care what team you know, I don't think he's making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't well, not making the playoffs. I don't see him winning a Super Bowl next year. I should say that. I think if he stay with the Patriots, they'll for sure make the playoffs. But any other team, he ain't going to win a Super Bowl. It'll be fun. Like you said, it'll be a good villain move. Uh, I think the Raiders would probably be a little better, um, but not too much better. You know, I think there's only one team. Mark, there's only one team in that division you got to worry about. You're not, you've got the Broncos in that division. you got, the, of course, the Raiders and the Chiefs and the Chargers and the AFC West. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that matchup? Remember, he already beat Patrick Mahomes one time already in the AFC Championship a year ago. Can you imagine no facing him all twice a year, maybe one more time in the potential three times, twice in the regular season, and probably once in the AFC, or AFC Championship matchup? Can you imagine that? Definitely. That's, that's good for TV views. No, we can say before we leave, that's our thoughts. But how do you feel, Mark? This is it after this one. How do you feel about Tony Romo? Getting $17 million per year from CBS for broadcast. That that man left the NFL still getting NFL money. I mean, keep getting the check, man. Keep getting the check, Tony. 
he's the best analyst, in my yeah. opinion. Him, well, I mean, the, him or uh, Joe Buck. Him or Joe Buck. They're the best uh, NFL analysts, in my opinion. So might as well give him the bag. You want to keep Tony around? Want to keep him uh, calling plays before they happen? You, you got to get Tony the bag. I'm looking at this. I'm like, yo, he's making more than coaching staffs. They're lone players. I'm looking at how do his peers feel about it at work on C? He gets seventeen million dollars per year. Look at my one of my favorite guys I listen to sports broadcasting is Jim Nance. He do the NCAA um, tournament. He has that voice. He's not making seventeen per. Mm-mm. You got guys that have been doing this longer than him. You got Marv Albert who been on TV since Lawrence Hall. No, man, <laughs> he's not getting seventeen per year. How do what what makes Tony Romo so different from these guys that he's getting seventeen million dollars per year? Is he friends with someone at CES? Like. That's un- that's that's crazy because looking at guys who've been doing sp- sports analysts on TV for a long time, looking at the people like Chris Berman, how much he made. I think Chris Berman made like eight to nine million dollars a year for doing football. I'm looking. Yeah. So that's I'm not thinking, fair. That's not. I wonder. So it's like to me, it's like Joe Buck, Al Michaels, uh, and then Collinsworth. Mm-hmm. If he making more than them, that's kind of wrong because <laughs> they've been doing it for a long time. But they gotta pay him. Like I said, they gotta give Tony the bag. I don't know what network he on. Um, CBS. Yeah, so I might have to do. Let me do some real quick searches, real quick. See how much Al Michaels. You know, he'll be the top of the list. See how much his salary is. That's not hey, Marcus. That's a lot of fettuccine, a lot of mucho dinero, <laughs> cheese, whatever you wanna call it. It's a lot of chicken, a lot of scratch. That's a lot of money just to be working on TV probably once or twice a week. No, you know he's gonna do uh Five Sunday football games. No, he's doing Sunday games, Marcus, and you know he's gonna do a, you know he's gonna do Thursday night football. So that's a lot. So how much was Tony's deal? So Al Al get five million a year. Yeah, Tony Romo get seventeen a year. A year. Uh huh. <laughs> that's absurd. I don't think about this. That's kind of crazy. So if, you, if we do sixteen games and take that divided by was that seventeen? Was that seventeen million? That's like a million a game. That's one point. Yeah, that's one point million a game. My God. Look, Marcus, we're not even including the playoffs because you're going to see on TV during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, they probably give a bonus then because they oh. got, you know, just like the, uh, you know, the refs and, um, you know, the, the sportscasters is the same. Like if they pick, you get picked for playoffs or the Super Bowl, that, that's like a bonus. That's like mm-hmm. a validation. Like, yeah, you did the thing during the season. Now you get to do the big games. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Tony Romo making more than college professors. Let alone the, uh, the school teachers that teach our children. That's the world we live in. You get paid more. You get paid more to do less. You get paid less to do more. And on that note, I'm out of here. I'm Tay Wiggs. This is Mark Senior. Thank you for tuning in from After Hours Live from the Man Cave. We out of here. Peace. Peace. Yay! Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.